You are Locked On Vikings, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Vikings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Vikings podcast. I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at J Reed NFL. Again, that's J R E I D NFL. Shoot me a follow on there. It'd be greatly appreciated. I have a jam packed episode for you guys today. It's the official first day of practice and I could not be more excited. The guys are back in pads or excuse me, the guys are back on the field. They're not quite yet in pads. I got a little bit ahead of myself. You can tell how excited I am just to see guys back on the field. The veteran, all the veterans reported yesterday. And I'm just so excited to see all the guys back on the field with the new addition of Kirk Cousins, Sheldon Richardson, Linval Joseph, and many more. Xavier Rose, Harrison Smith, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. I'm just so excited to see all the guys back together. And I'm ready to see how they compete against each other. Even more new additions with the rookies and Mike Hughes, Brian O'Neill. Those guys have already been here for a couple of days, but now they're going to be in the mix with the veterans that are back now. But there's so many training camp storylines from Dalvin Cook and Pat Elfline returning from injury, Kirk Cousins being the new leader, the new leader in charge, the new quarterback under center, and much, much more. How does the defensive line mesh together with the addition of Sheldon Richardson? How does Mike Hughes adjust to the speed of the game? There's just so many storylines that are going to be flying left and right. But the biggest one that I want to focus on today is how Kirk Cousins can prove his worth to the Minnesota Vikings. He signed an $84 million deal, the first guaranteed contract, fully guaranteed contract in NFL history. But now it's put up or shut up time. And with that big contract comes higher expectations. And that's what Kirk Cousins is entering this year. Now that he's in Minnesota, he's got his money. He has that comfortable situation that he's been wanting forever that he never really got in Washington. But I want to go back a couple of days. Kirk Cousins said some really interesting things in his press conference on Thursday. So here's a quote that he was saying. And the biggest thing that he talked about was leadership. And there's a lot of interesting points that he made within this. Here's his quote. Internal competition is healthy. Certainly can bring out the best in you. But to an extent, at some point, you have to be given a license to lead and you have to be given permission to take charge. And when you're still having internal competition, it's hard to do that. And so I've been in those situations in the past, going back to college where I didn't know if I would start. And so it was hard to really assert my personality in the locker room because I didn't want to step on the toes of the other people. And so um, that's something that I think when you know your role and it's, it's been defined, you can then lead from a place of greater comfort and and from that platform. And I think that helps the overall dynamic. I thought Kirk Cousins said a lot of phenomenal things within that quote. And the biggest thing is that it was centered around leadership. And that's something that Kirk Cousins is really going to have to exemplify now that he is the head man in charge. He's this guy that's going to spearhead John DeFilippo's offensive attack. John DeFilippo is counting on him. His fan base is counting on him. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen is counting on him. And there's a host of other guys that's counting on him. And this is a big season for Kirk Cousins, not only for him, but for this organization. He comes in with super high expectations because now he is one of the top paid quarterbacks in the NFL. At the time, the Vikings gave him the richest contract in NFL history for a quarterback. So there's a lot of expectations surrounding Kirk Cousins, and he has never been in a situation like this. And what I mean by that is he's never had a full complement of weapons like this Vikings team has. 
And I'm not just talking about the offense. I'm talking about the defense as well. He has Diggs and Thielen and Rudolph. He has Dalvin Cook behind him. And then when they're not on the field, they have the number one defense in the entire NFL to turn to. So this team has a great recipe for success, and I expect them to have a lot of success this year. But let's stay on topic. We're going to talk about what Kirk Cousins can do to prove his worth and how he can live up to this massive contract that he signed. First and foremost, Kirk Cousins has to set realistic expectations for himself, and the fan base has to set realistic expectations of Kirk Cousins and recognize who he is. Now, who is Kirk Cousins? I think he's a guy that is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. He's not in that upper echelon or elite category because he's not a guy that he's not a guy that can uplift his surrounding cast consistently. He's a guy that if you build a situation and you insert him into that situation, I think he's the guy that can fit into that mix perfectly. And that's what he is in Minnesota. The supporting cast is already ready made. He has weapons on the perimeter a really good running back in the backfield. Now the offensive line does have some question marks, but if you're a quarterback of this caliber, you should be able to overcome that. And that's what they're going to expect of Kirk Cousins. Now, and that's not to say that the offensive line is completely disastrous, that he's going to be able to escape the pocket consistently and be able to make plays off the script because that's just not his game. Like a Russell Wilson does consistently in Seattle, that's just not who Kirk Cousins is. What I'm saying is that he has to be the orchestrator of this office and keep this thing on script continuously throughout the season. And I compared to Case Keenum last year because he had an outlier season. But those are the floor expectations for Kirk Cousins. And I don't want to say it's a bit unfair to him, but you go out and you give him this rich contract. These are the baseline expectations that you have of him because you moved on from Case Keenum and the Vikings don't want to take a step down from Case Keenum because that wouldn't be a return on their investment. Their expectations start at the floor of the season that Case Keenum had last year, and they expect Kirk Cousins to be that player that can get them over the hump. Case Keenum season from a year ago, those are the baseline expectations for him. But I want to get back on the subject of what Kirk Cousins was talking about with his leadership. And I think he's done a fantastic job. I think him showing up to rookie camp early on, I thought that exemplified great leadership. Yes, he's a starting quarterback, but there's not a lot of times that the starting quarterback does show up to these rookie camps. I know Cal Sluter, Trevor Simeon, and a host of other quarterbacks showed up, but it's really good that Kirk Cousins was there because that's showing his team that he's all in on this thing and he wants to get them over the hump. He knows that they were one game away from playing in the Super Bowl and maybe potentially winning it, basically because it would it would have been a home game for the Minnesota Vikings. But that's in the rearview mirror. They're focusing on the 2018 season. And that's what Kirk Cousins is trying to instill in everybody is that let's move on from the NFC Championship game. It's a new season. I'm the new guy in charge. And I want to make sure I want to leave my stamp on this team because I'm the new guy in charge. I'm the new general. I'm the big money guy. So I want to exemplify every type of leadership that I can show for this team. And that's exactly what he's going to have to do because it's just the nature of the beast at the quarterback position. When things are going good, everyone is going to give him the praise. But when things are going bad, everyone is going to glorify him and focus on him because that's just what comes with playing the quarterback position. And that's what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are going to face some bumps in the road this season because no season is perfect. That's just how things go. We saw it last year where the Vikings faced plenty of ups and downs last year and everyone pointed the finger right at Case Keenum. It's just the nature of the beast quarterback position. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. There's going to be some times during the year where he's going to have to step up and be that highly paid guy that they expect him to be. 
And there's going to be some lowlights that he has throughout the year. That's just what's going to happen during the season because nobody can expect this thing to be perfect. And that's what I mean by the fans have to set realistic expectations, not only for Kirk Cousins, but for this offense as well. There's a lot of new pieces. You have a new offensive coordinator. You have a new quarterback. If this team gets off to a slow start, it shouldn't scare fans because there's so many moving new parts. And those are two very important positions. You're trying to implement Dalvin Cook back into the offense, a guy that only played four games last year. So they've got to find a fine line or a good mixture of how they can get Kirk Cousins in chemistry with Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen, but also how they can get Dalvin Cook back on track and still mix in Latavius Murray as well. So there's a lot of moving parts of this offense. John Filippo also has to get back used to calling plays as well. So if this team gets off to a slow start, it would not scare me at all. And actually, it's something that I really expect. Because it's so much easier to create chemistry on defense because one player can save the day on defense. One player can make a tackle and save the day. But offense, everybody has to work in cohesion. All 11 players on the field have to be on the same page. But if one person messes up, it can derail the entire drive. And that's what we've seen out of Vikings offenses in years past. There's one person that messes up and it just derails an entire drive. But on defense, it's Avery Rose or Harrison Smith or Eric Kendricks or Anthony Barr can come in and make a tackle. Daniel Hunter or Everson Griffin can make a sack, and it saves the day. That's the big difference between offense and defense, and that's something that we're going to see next season, I believe. I think the defense is going to be phenomenal from day one. I expect them to pick up exactly where they left off prior to the NFC Championship game, and even that second half that they played in New Orleans, which wasn't great, or against New Orleans, which wasn't great, I expect them to pick up where they left off in the regular season. I think this defense is going to be really good. Now, let's flip the script, or let's flip to the other side of the ball. I think this offense has potential to be really, really good, but I don't think we're going to see it probably until October, maybe until about the fifth or sixth game of the year. I think that's really where they're going to start to click and hit their stride, but early on coming out the gate, I don't expect them just to come out guns blazing and just be the greatest show on turf. I just don't think that's realistic for this offense because there's so many moving parts. But ultimately, how can Kirk Cousins prove his worth? Of course, everyone is going to say win. That's the most logical answer. And that's just such a cliche answer because everyone wants to win. If Kirk Cousins is able to keep this offense on script, if he's able to exceed most of the numbers that he put up in Washington, which is debatable, which he may be able to do, because he's going to have more opportunities with such a great defense in front of him for such a great defense on his side. Now he's going to get ample opportunities to throw touchdowns, to operate extremely efficient drives and help this offense create chemistry and click. I really think he's going to have a breakout season. He's been my breakout candidate for months now, and I really like what he's doing so far. I like the leadership that he's exemplifying. He's shown that he's developed some chemistry with Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. You start, you're starting to see him more active even on social media. And Kirk Cousins has really never been a social media type of guy, but that's showing just his comfort level and how comfortable he's getting in Minnesota in this situation with the new quarterback under center. And he understands the expectations, and I'm sure he's going to be a bit nervous. That's just human nature, and he knows what's at stake for this season, and I know he wants the best for this season and for himself as well and for this team, but he just can't come out trying to do too much, and he just needs to stay on script with everything that he does in this offense and just operate it at an extremely high level. If he, if he's able to win, of course, operate this offense at an extremely efficient and high level by midseason or early to midseason, and 
if he's able to improve in some certain areas like red zone efficiency, uh, what I like to call the clutch gene, which he hasn't been great in the past, but we saw some moments where he was clutch last year, especially against New Orleans and Seattle, where he was just phenomenal in both of those games where he just orchestrated great drives uh, to go down the field and just score touchdowns. We've seen these bright spots of Kirk Cousins. Now, if he's able to put all that together, I think the Vikings are going to have themselves a prototypical franchise quarterback and a guy that they haven't had since the days of a guy like Adante Culpepper over an extended period of time. And if the Vikings are able to create that stability at quarterback, this team could be very dangerous. If Kirk Cousins is able to click with Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, and John DeFilippo is able to find that fine line or great mixture of chemistry to fit Dalvin Cook into this offense. I think this offense can be extremely explosive and everyone's already accepted Kirk Cousins as the quarterback and the leader of this offense. Now, if he's able to have a very successful first year with the Vikings, now we're talking about him transitioning to being the face of the franchise type guy on offense, which is something that the Vikings don't necessarily have right now. And I think Stefan Diggs is that guy, but it's because the Vikings have so much uncertainty at quarterback. And if Kirk Cousins is able to step up and have a really good year this year, when some, whenever somebody mentions the Minnesota Vikings, the first person that they're going to think of is Kirk Cousins. And that's what I like to call a face of the franchise type of player. Whenever you mention that team, who is the first player that you think of? If Kirk Cousins is able to have a successful year this year and have a breakout year this year, like many are expecting him to, he can turn into that prototypical franchise player and that prototypical face of the franchise quarterback. This episode is brought to you by Nordic Track. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength. You can join high energy stream workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join stream workouts in both studio and exotic destinations from around the world. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross training on the shores of Thailand or workout on the African safari. Special offer for Locked On Vikings listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit nordictrack.com slash locked on. Again, that's nordictrack.com slash locked on. And use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. Our next question comes from at D slide. And he asks, other than nickel corner, what position battle are you most looking forward to? I think this position battle has been swept under the rug a bit and it's not getting enough attention as it should get. And that's the backup defensive end spots. We all know Brian Robinson is going to be one of the backup defensive ends. But outside of that, who's going to step up in that group with Tayshawn Bauer, Stephen Weatherly? Adea Runa, and a host of other guys as well. There's a lot of guys in that mix for that backup defensive end spot opposite of Brian Robinson. The Vikings have invested a lot of time in these guys, and I want to see who's going to step up in that group. Tayshawn Bauer was the guy that surprised a lot of people last year with how well he played in the preseason. He really stood out in every single game. But now, can he transition to being that guy that can give the Vikings some valuable backup snaps? And Mike Zimmer talked about having a defensive line rotation they built depth 
because of the time they put in with these undrafted and late round guys. Now it's time to turn those guys loose. Can they provide supreme depth to where the Vikings can have that D-line rotation like everyone is trying to copycat the Philadelphia Eagles with how good their defensive line rotation and keeping those bodies fresh? If the Vikings are able to do that, I think they'll be able to have some really good depth with guys like Bauer, Weatherly, Adey Aruna, and a host of other guys. The list just goes on and on. They have some really good guys in-house, but they've just refused to play them in years past because it just seems like they didn't trust them. Down the road, what you see is that Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin starting to wear down. And that's what we saw as the year progressed, especially with Everson Griffin's injury taking a toll on him and Daniel Hunter flaming out a bit towards the end of the year. So it would be really good if those guys provided some really good depth. This episode is brought to you by Nordic Track. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength. You can join high-energy stream workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join stream workouts in both studio and exotic destinations from around the world. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand or work out on the African safari. Special offer for Locked On Vikings listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on. Again, that's nordictrack.com slash locked on and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. Welcome back to the final segment of the Locked On Vikings podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at J-R-E-I-D NFL. And this final segment is going to be mostly about a Q&A from my Twitter followers. And this is something that I'm following up on from the last episode where I wasn't able to get to all of you guys' questions. But once again, I want to thank each and every one of you for sending in your questions. There's been a host of great questions and there's some I have been unable to get to. And I want to make sure I got to all of them on this episode. So let's dive right into it. Our first question comes from Steven and it's at Steve P.A. Two seven, and he asks, "Do you see similarities between Xavier Rose and Houghton Hill when watching their college tapes, or did they have different playing styles?" This is a really good question because Houghton Hill is a guy that has really high expectations from fans as an undrafted free agent. Now, I just want to tell fans, just pump the brakes on Houghton Hill. He has a lot of guys in front of him. He already has Xavier Rose and Trey Wayne, who are going to be starters next season ahead of him. Mike Hughes, Mackenzie Alexander and Terrence Newman. There's a lot of guys that are currently ahead of him. Now, as a rookie, I don't expect much of anything from him, but I do expect him I do expect him to make the 53-man roster, but I think he's going to be on the inactive list throughout the season on game day. He's a guy that's going to be on that list of inactive guys that rarely ever dresses out because the Vikings are so deep at that cornerback position, and he's more of a project. Yes, a lot of people are saying that he has advanced technique, but there's a lot of things that he needs to clean up, and he's not as highly touted of a prospect as Xavier Rose was coming in, and I don't see many similarities between them besides their size. Houghton Hill doesn't really have the explosiveness that Xavier Rhodes had either, but 
Houghton Hill is a really nice project to have. And that leads me into the next question, which was really good. And it ties right into this. It comes from SB at Viking King 888. And he asked, can Houghton Hill thrive in a hybrid safety or cornerback role? And I think that's exactly what he's going to be. I don't necessarily think that he's going to be a cornerback full time like he was at Texas, which he did show to be very successful at. But I think he ultimately is going to end up transitioning to safety because I think that's where his skill set fits best at. He just doesn't have those very fluid hips like you see in a guy like a Mike Hughes and even in Xavier Rhodes. He's best suited as in that safety role because he loves coming down and sticking his face on ball carries. He's really good at tackling. And that's one of the things that stands out about Houghton Hill. He doesn't have those extremely fluid hips to where he can turn and run with those receivers or change directions with those short, quick, and shifty type of wide receivers. It wouldn't be most comfortable to suit his skill set the best at corner. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I think they're going to end up transitioning him to safety because he's just not as fluid as you would like. But he does come in with a lot of hype, and I'm interested to see how he does stack up in that cornerback room if they do end up leaving him there. But my early prediction is that they're going to end up transitioning him to safety. Our next question comes from Bass and is at Bastion underscore Jacob. And he asks, aside from Hughes, what rookie will have the biggest impact this year? This is another great question because I thought this entire draft class was more about depth as opposed to finding immediate starters. The easy selection here is Daniel Carlson, the kicker from Auburn. He's the one guy outside of Mike Hughes that I expect to come in and have an impact from day one. And as I alluded to in one of our earlier episodes, is that unless Carlson looks completely disastrous in training camp, the spot is his to lose. He's battling Kai Forbath right now, who is an established veteran, but there's a clear talent difference between the two. Carlson has a very, very strong leg. He's very efficient and very accurate at all depths of the field on field goal situations. And he's a guy that's known for kicking it out of the back of the end zone on kickoffs as well. So he clearly has the leg up, no pun intended, in this kicking battle. So Carlson would get my vote for the guy that has the most immediate impact. Our next question comes from at D slide. And he asks, other than nickel corner, what position battles are you most looking forward to? This is another really great question because I feel like this position battle has been swept under the rug a bit. And that's the backup defensive end spot battle. We all know Brian Robinson is going to man one of those backup defensive end spots, but he's kind of a jack of all trades, a guy that they can move along the line and play any position up front, especially on third down. But the, one of the position battles that I'm looking forward to most is that opposite backup defensive end spot opposite of Brian Robinson. We all know Tayshawn Bauer came along very nicely, and it would be really nice to see him step up in his second year and develop some of those tools that Andre Patterson has been trying to instill in him since he stepped foot on the Vikings roster. But guys like Steven Weatherly, Adea Runa, and a host of other guys, let's see if they can step up and contribute at that backup defensive end spot like the Vikings are hoping that they can do. If they're able to do that, now they will be able to create that supreme amount of depth like the Philadelphia Eagles that they have been searching for. And Mike Zimmer talked about having a defensive end or a defensive line rotation. If those guys are able to step up and contribute in some type of way, now you're talking about creating that depth at all four positions, and they can just flip-flop and rotate those guys at any point of the game, as opposed to last year, where Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin had to take over 70% of the snaps throughout the year, which was the highest in the NFL, or close to the highest in the NFL, for a starting defensive end pairing. And you saw as the year went on, 
Everson Griffin started to wear down with that plantar fasciitis in his foot. Daniel Hunter started to wear down as well because they were just taking so many reps that their body couldn't hold up. Now the Vikings are trying to instill that defensive line rotation to where they can keep all those bodies fresh and keep those fresh bodies coming at offensive lines throughout the game in hopes of wearing them down and garnering some pressure and being able to stuff the run. So that backup defensive end spot is going to be vital. And let's just see who steps up out of Tayshawn Bauer, Stephen Weatherly, and Adair Runa. Our last question comes from at Sports Guy Rye, and he asks, the training camp battle for the last two receiver spots is going to be very juicy. How do you see it playing out with Diggs, Thielen, Trailwell, and Wright most likely locked in as the top four? This is another very intriguing training camp battle because you have Stacey Coley, you have Tavares King, you have Caleb Jones, you have Brandon Zilster, you have Jeff Bidette, you have Jake Weineke, and you have Corey Robertson. There's just all these great names and none of these guys are really locked into the roster. Stacey Coley hasn't been able to stay healthy. Tavares King is coming over from the New York Giants. Caleb Jones has spent some time on the practice squad, but he's never really contributed outside of the preseason. Brandon Zilstra is coming over from the Canadian League, where he put up just ridiculous numbers over there. And he's coming in with a lot of hype as well. A lot of guys have said, even the Vikings offensive coordinator, John DeFilippo, has said that he has stood out. Jeff Bidette is more of your vertical threat a guy that's mostly used to take the top off of a defense. So all of these guys have some type of role and are coming in with some type of status when they're walking through the door. The biggest thing for them now is one of these guys has to stand out, obviously, in practice and in preseason games. That's what's going to separate the cream from the crop. And whoever rises to the top, I think that's who's going to end up on the roster or even on the practice squad. Stacey Coley and Caleb Jones are the guys that have been on the Vikings roster the longest but that doesn't necessarily lock them into one of those spots or two of those spots because Stacey Coley hasn't been able to stay healthy. And we all know Caleb Jones has shown some flashes, but he's been stuck on the practice squad his entire time in Minnesota. So it will be really interesting to see which one of these guys has the best preseason and who stands out in those games and looks most comfortable with the speed of the game. That's what I think is going to really separate all of these guys and whoever stands out the most in those four preseason games, I think that's who's going to end up making the roster or even a practice squad spot. So we'll see what happens. I'm really interested to see exactly what happens with the wide receiver group because it is a bit top heavy right now. And those bottom spots are really open for grabs. So that's another intriguing camp battle that I will be watching. That was an outstanding question. Our last question comes from at Luke Braun NFL, and he asked, outside of Houghton Hill, which undrafted free agent rookies have the best chance at making the 53-man roster? The Vikings have one of the most impressive undrafted free agent classes on paper. And what I mean by that is you bring in Houghton Hill, you bring in Rob Thomas, you bring in Hercules Mata'afa, who did Terry's ACL. And there's a lot of other impressive names on there. Corey Robertson is another guy or impressive name on there. Mike Boone is another name that's going to stick out as well but there's two guys that really stick out to me and they're battling against each other and that's Mike Boone and Rock Thomas for that third running back spot everyone knows that Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray are going to be the top two guys but that third spot is really up for grabs and the Vikings are really looking for a guy that can do it all he can block he can run and he can be a threat out of the backfield as a pass catcher and both of those guys exemplify that they have been able to do that Rock Thomas comes in with a lot of hype from Jacksonville State, where he was a five-star recruit at Auburn before he got to Jacksonville State, put up great numbers there. 
But there were some questions about his actual size and his explosiveness. He didn't have the typical combine performance like you would expect of a guy of his size, and that's why he ended up going undrafted. Mike Boone was a completely different case, but I'm really excited to see exactly what he's going to do in training camp and in preseason games. He tested off the charts, very explosive in his combine performance, and I'm looking forward to seeing how both of those guys compete against each other. They're fighting for the same amount of reps in those preseason games, and they're probably going to be a running back by committee in those preseason games. So they're both going to get a heavy amount of reps in that game, and they're competing with Matt Brown as well, a guy that the Vikings targeted last year and ended up signing to their 53-man roster. So that running back three spot is definitely up for grabs, and that's definitely another intriguing training camp battle. And that's all for my Twitter follower Q&A. Once again, thank you guys for sending in all your questions. It's greatly appreciated. And I will have another Q&A next week. But let's enjoy the Twitter clips from practice today. Let's enjoy all the tweets from practice today. And it's just really good to see the guys back on the field. And I'm really excited to see how this training camp turns out. And we're going to have football here soon. I'm super excited. Preseason actually starts next week with the Hall of Fame game. And that leads me into my next episode where We'll be talking about the GOAT, Randy Moss, a guy that I grew up idolizing, and I just can't wait to get in that discussion. He's making his Hall of Fame speech next week, and we're going to have a pre-speech talk, and we're going to have a post-speech talk to where we talk about Randy Moss and how he talked about or what he talked about in his speech. So I'm excited to dive into that. Once again, I am your host, Jordan Reed. You can follow me on Twitter at J-R-E-I-D-N-F-L. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. Thank you guys for listening.